Hello, James Sykes, CEO, President, and Director of Baseload Energy Corp. We've recently had uh, quite a few news releases down the road, raising $9.2 million in a bot deal placement. And we've just come out with news release as of this morning, December 6th, in which we noted that we've intersected and confirmed high-grade uranium mineralization and also have 15.5 meters of 0.13% U308 in our brand new Accio Discovery Zone. James, good to have you back, mate. Um, th thanks for doing the summary. I, I don't, it's taking a lot of work off of my shoulders, uh, but let's go through it anyway. Let's start with something you didn't talk about. You've actually been appointed to the board. Congratulations on that one. What are the additional responsibilities or is it just a job title? No, there are additional responsibilities, obviously, to ensure that uh, as the board, as a member of the board, that we make sure that the, uh, where our interests for the company and, and moving the company forward are aligned with our shareholders. Always looking out for shareholders number one and just doing our meetings uh, every quarterly. And uh, yeah, it's a little bit more extra work, which. Okay. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's def definitely something that I was ho always hoping to get onto in the future, but it's, it's been. Uh, a lot quicker than than anticipated. So Brilliant. Okay. Well, I think Stephen's lucky to have you. So, uh, congratulations on that one. So, let's get let's hit those two, those two things. I'll deal with the easy one first. Was you raised nine point two million bucks um, in this market? Uranium's not too hard, really, is it? No, it was it was pretty good, and it was a yeah, it was the right deal at the right time. We're very happy that we took it. We're very happy with the the underwriters and the placement, and we know that these guys know uranium. They like the the radioactivity results that we had. That we released for Accio, and they see they see our long term vision. So everybody's on board. It was perfect time, and this just this adds what we need to really hit it hard in 2022. Uh, we had about 10 11 million dollars in the bank before the raise. Now we're fully cashed up, uh, 20 million in the bank. We're looking to hit Accio pretty hard in 2022 with two drill programs in the winter and the summer. Both were both aiming to have at least a minimum 10,000 meters time ago. If we're seeing the results that are even better than that, then we'll just kick it into high gear even more. So I guess the other good thing about this, about the raise was that it was all hard dollars. You know, we don't, we're not stuck with any flow through commitments, although we know that we can, we can definitely hit those targets this year. Uh, we do have about eight and a half million flow through commitment for 2022 still. But having that hard dollars just goes a long way with us. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of flexibility. But let's talk about that because you didn't need to raise any money. So when you say we want to hit it hard, what does that mean in the context of, of today's press release? Today's press release really highlights what we have been saying about Accio, that we think this is going to be big, that we think this, all the signs are there for this to be a robust deposit. Seeing high grade, we saw the high grade in the core. We... Couldn't officially say it was high grade, but you know it was visible core or visible uranium, high radioactivity, and the lab results have now just confirmed that it is high grade uranium. But this just goes to really show that Accio is proving to be what we think it is, and this is why we want to hit it. If there is a deposit down there, a substantial size deposit, then our goal is to get to an NI forty three one one resource, and this is kind of where the placement came in. Because I, I, it all happened very quickly that we just started thinking about how are we going to do this properly? What do we need to do? The market was right. The market is absolutely phenomenal. Having pounds in the ground for a company will elevate us to a whole new platform. And that's where we want to take this company. We want to be you know, the next big company that we're not just lumped in with the explorers. 
but we are now the guys working on the next potential big discovery. And that's, that's basically what we had planned. We said, okay, well, what can we do? Well, if we're planning 20, uh, 20,000 meters, is that enough to really get to a resource? And we hummed and hawed about it and said, oh, okay, well, it's probably not. Well, what if we need 40,000 meters to really get this going? And you've been assuming 400 bucks a meter all in costs. Well, and you're looking at about 16 million just to explore, to explore Accio and try to get to that NIA 43101 resource. Literally a few days after we came across that, we talked with guys at PI Financial and the deal took, the deal came together very quickly. And it just, it made a lot of sense. It, it really hit exactly what we are trying to achieve. You know, if we don't have to drill 40,000 meters on Accio to get to the resource, perfect. And we've got more money in the bank to to explore hope even further and catharsis even further. But there's a uh, let me ask you a question though, because you you took you yeah. took about in the press release about encouraging comparisons with next gen's arrow deposit and also Denison's Griffin deposit. Yeah. So right, so you want to encourage that. In, and we have lots of people come on here all the time saying, Oh, we're kinda like this, we're kinda like that. And it's always the big, you know, eight hundred pound gorilla that they want to compare themselves to as opposed to some other similar play going on here. What gives you or encourages you to say you can deliver on that comparison? A few things. Visually, the core is phenomenal. I can take that core and I can throw it into Rough Rider. I can throw it into Griffin. I can throw it into into Arrow. And they're all, they're all similar. They've got a lot of visual similarities, which to me indicates this is basement-hosted mineralization. This is exactly what we're looking for. Uh, we still believe there's unconformity potential, but the big, the big kicker, I guess, what we've, what we have in our presentation, our corporate presentation, people can see this online, is the comparison to Griffin, the what I would consider the drill hole that led to the Griffin discovery, ZK06, had uh, 7.7 7 meters at 0.18%. Now, what we've just reported today is basically double the width, but not half of the not half of the grade. So we had 15.5 meters at 0.13. So you know, GT wise, grade thickness wise, we are we have a better intersection than ZK04, which 100 meters down dip, boom, they hit Griffin, which is a 60 million pound deposit at over 1% U308. But it's just it's unfortunately it's just too deep. So that's that's kind of the thinking that we have going is playing that whole uh, similarities game. Now, if you compare to Arrow, which I love obviously because this was our discovery hole at at NextGen in the day, discovery drill hole RK fourteen twenty twenty one. We used a cutoff of 0.01% U three hundred eight. Now, if you saw our release today, we used a cutoff of 0.045, So there's already a difference. But if you put things into if you take that arrow discovery hole, the top intersection that really got us excited that we knew we were on this right away, there were three intervals of mineralization, nine meters at 0.16% U308, 1.2 meters at 0.07, and six meters at 0.12. Now, if you do a GT calculation, sum it all up, that's 2.24 GT. You take what we just did at, at uh, arrow, or sorry, at Accio, too many A's, the 15.5 meters at 0.13%, that's over 2 GT. So now you've got direct comparisons right there. Uh, discovery drill hole at Arrow, which was the uh, the A2 subzone. We hit the upper extents of the A2 subzone, uh, which was a high-grade core. It's 250 million pound nugget just sitting down there. Had a GT of 2.24. And yet at Accio, in our discovery hole, we're seeing a GT of over 2 as well. 
it's, you know, there, there's just with the visualization, the grades that we're seeing, high grade, high grade in the core, can't emphasize that enough. And even with a lot of the other geochemical results, just looking at this thing, this, there's so much going on here and we can develop a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, what would you call it? I guess exploration tools. Well, we do have the exploration tools. Uh, targets. We can develop a lot of targets and, and pathfinders to uh, to explore and prioritize our drilling going forward. But having making that comparison to Arrow for me is it's uh, it's it's huge, absolutely phenomenal. And I this is why I really think that we have something robust and something that current can turn into something much larger. So you, you, you talk about doing a video, which you, I think you're putting out later in the week. By the time this comes out, it should, it, your video should be out. And you, you want to, again, highlight the significance of the the kind of green metals in here, the, the copper, the uh, cobalt, the nickel, et cetera, as, as byproducts, presumably. Um, what should we be looking forward to there? I'll come out and say it in the video, but even right here, right now, the, the green metal space is hot. It's obviously booming, as you're well aware. Nickel, cobalt, copper, uh, they're, you know, they are taking off. But if you look at UX, UEX and their West Bear deposit, which is basically a uranium nickel cobalt play, it's to the northeast of us. I can't remember how far it is, but we're almost along the same trend. Now, in some of the assays that we're seeing, we are seeing comparable grades to, to, the, to the West Bear uh, resource rates, both for cobalt and for nickel. I'm not saying we've got you know the same amount of grades. I'm just saying we've got some assays that are pumping up that high. But most of our copper, nickel, and cobalt is elevated uh, quite a bit compared to the compared to the, uh, the the background rocks. So if you consider that, we're I'm I'm under the impression we're still not within the actual uh, deposit that is potentially there at Accio. That if we do get down there. Will we see more elevated cobalt, more elevated nickel, more elevated copper, similar to the potential at West Bear, which does, again, yes, now that starts to add the potential for byproduct. It, it, I mean, it, just, it, it, it does, but also, it, but also confuses the narrative, which I think UEX has suffered from because they've been talking about spinning out their copper assets for quite a while. They needed the copper market to kind of come back and they're, they're biding their time on that one. They'd hope to do it by the end of this year, but it kind of confused, confused the market. And when you're kind of walking into an environment where you've got gold companies talking about, oh no, we're going to switch away from gold onto these kind of green metals, whatever they may be, nickel, copper, whatever. It, it, it kind of sends up, you know, warning signals as well. So you've got to be careful the way you manage that narrative going into this market and show, you know, that they're going to be meaningful byproducts and you know how to tackle them and you're not going to distract yourself from the uranium component of this story. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, fair point. Uh, very, very fair point. But that's, this is a uranium. What we're, what we're pretty sure this will be a uranium deposit. And these are exactly just that, just byproducts. Right. We're not looking to really emphasize that, hey, this is, this is the newest big nickel mine in the world or anything like that. No, no, no. This is this is the newest big uranium mine in the world. Yeah, that's what we're going to go for. Okay. And that's no, yeah. I just but think it's a really important. It's really important that for you for you yes. to lay those markers down and and, and signal yep. what your intent. And it, you say this is going to be like Arrow. This is going to be like Griffin. I think people okay. are going to be a bit excited if you continue with your twenty million bucks to show the grades are there and you're hitting 
you know, with with the drill bit. That that's what's going to excite the market. The the the, the studies, I guess, will in terms of byproduct uh, credits or, or, or valuation, that'll help. But yeah, you're you're, you're a uranium company through and through, right? Yeah, exactly, absolutely. A lot of where I come from, I learned this back when I was in in uh, university. I worked at a hog plant. Well, actually, I worked at a chicken plant, but then I went to a hog plant. And what blew me away there got promoted was. <laughs> Sorry, you got promoted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Sure, no. Uh, what blew me away there, though, is that every part of the hog got used. They didn't send anything out to waste. The ovaries are a delicacy in Japan. It's like everything went, everything got sold. And so when I started my career in geology and, and mineral exploration, that was one thing that always stayed in the back of my mind. It's like, what other commodities can you legitimately pull out of the rocks here? instead of just tossing it into the ground as waste. Like, what can you really pull out of all this stuff? And so that's that's where I like to go with the, the nickel cobalt. No, yeah, it's, it's I hear you but, you, you, but you've also talked about you know, boron, lithium, and vanadium in there. And so, so I, I do, understand, I do understand, absolutely, but I, I do understand what, what you're saying and, and all companies should do that. But likewise, the the direction of the company must be made really signposted uh, really really clearly, and I, I think you have today. So, but I, I, it's great news. There's going to be a lot of byproducts um, in in there too. Can, just just now on the money, if you don't mind, which is the the twenty million bucks bit. That that's a big chunk of change for for exploration. So, how are you breaking that down? Have you th- have you thought about that? In terms of what, yep. and in terms of, the, and again, in terms of what information is going to be coming back into the marketplace. Yeah, as as mentioned, we look to put a lot of that or most of that into Accio. I would say about seventy five percent of that will be dedicated to Accio, really pushing for an NI forty three one hundred one resource, but potentially by the end of the year, if we can get started on that, that's that's the big that's the big game changer for base load. Right, just wearing a whole new tier after that. After, and then we've got what does uh, that what does that equate to? So, so that's like fifteen million bucks, right? So what 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 Probably. precise? Do you know what type of drilling? Where you're going? Give us fill us in on on that, or is it just more uh, of the same? More of the same. Okay. Yeah, nothing. Everything's pretty well standard. It's uh, we're not doing anything special with the drilling. And have, just, have you mapped it out? Doing diamond drilling. Have you mapped, you mapped it out? You know where you're going. You got your targets. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've got our targets for sure. It's it's pretty simplistic to just focus on Accio. Yeah, very simplistic. That again, we can. We've got about a kilometer strike length here. We've got about five hundred meters of of width of following up on the geophysical anomaly within the area, and so that's plenty of uh, plenty of room to put all of these targets. It's basically going to be a lot of grid drilling, just right. to really okay. really get this going. But we've got obviously we'll have much more uh, information at our backs to really prioritize the targets and, and move forward with that. Uh, and we've got catharsis, which we've got about one and a half to two, two and a half million dollars that we want to uh, put some money onto as well. And shadow and uh, hook southwest. Hook southwest is just something new that we staked, and we're just off. Uh, we're still compiling all of the historic information in the area, but that will eventually start to start to get some other attention as well. And then shadow is uh, when things do come around if we ever get to. Uh, Get to be able to explore on there, do some geophysics, and get drilling on there. And we've got our funds in place for that. Uh, admin side, management side, we're all cashed up as well. We've got we've got 24 months earmarked in back pocket for all of that. So everything everything is basically uh, accounted for to a certain degree. And whatever variables change along the road, 
which we're looking for uh, 12 to 24 months. Accio, Accio is the big, Accio is the big question. It's do you drill 20,000 meters and you can, you can move forward uh, perfectly with that, or do you have to go to the 40,000 meters? We won't know that until we finish this winter drilling at least. Right. And so how long does this winter last how long? Well, see, we've done something different this year. I know previous winters, they've been very short. You're lucky to get in there early January and you're, you're very lucky to be exploring past March 15th. Uh, I've been following the NOAA, uh, that's oceanography. They're calling for another early spring thaw somewhere between late February, early March. So knowing that, and even knowing that winter has been very late here in Northern Saskatchewan, at least a month behind schedule, uh, we don't have a large window. So we have decided to continue on with helicopter exploration. It will allow us to explore for much longer in the year because we're not, because you're not running the ground. You don't have to worry about ground conditions. You're picking up something and plopping it on the ground without having to clear away any vegetation. Really, you just cut the trees, they plop it on the surface. You're not clearing off the, the top layers of, of vegetation or anything like that. So we think that that is what gets us to these 10,000 meters. And that's what allows us to uh, drill for much longer. It's, it's really interesting you said because we had a company come on here recently and they're expecting a three month drill season actually ended up with 28 days drilling because just things didn't work out. And uh, it was like, you know, a, a little bit of um, the, the, the whole kind of supply chain issues as well. And the fact that finding drillers and getting drillers to turn up after they've said they would and the weather and, um, you know, lack of ability to get equipment to where it needed to be uh, because of supply chain issues. There's there's lots of kind of bumps along the road, I think, for mining and explore. Sorry, should I say ex exploring in Canada this this season for sure, obviously with 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 COVID overhanging everything. Um, Lessons learned from this year for you. Obviously, we we had we, you talked about shadow lessons learned there with this helicopter drilling. Do you think that minimizes any potential concerns from First Nations, etc., or locals or otherwise? We've already been told that it does. We've both by by local indigenous and by the government. They would rather see helicopter operations than going in there on the ground, and we're we're at the same note. That's kind of one of the things that we when we originally started this is we had looked into helicopter support for most of our operations simply for that. We wanted to be, have a little bit more of a, a less impact on the ground, which can, which can ju just carry us forward. It's part of our whole ESG philosophy. Is, is it kind of, I'm intrigued in this in terms of the op operational costs, etc. Okay. Helicopter expensive, but not having to, you know, create roads and uh, cut down vegetation, etc. It, it it's comparable, right? Is that you're not spending any more doing it this way um, because you're going to go to places which you may or may not make may or may not have successful drilling. Um, how do you, so, how do you view that? It's really not that expensive. That much more. It basically adds fifty bucks a meter all in costs. Uh, typically, typically in the summertime, that uh, if, if I guess a ground based operation, typically I'd say. If you're 300 bucks a meter all in cost, you're great. Okay. This summer that we just drilled on hook and we were flying 20 to 30 kilometers to get into where we needed to go, uh, our all in costs were 350 bucks a meter. Okay. So that right. for me, that's a, that's a win. Yeah. We, when we budgeted everything that we budgeted a 400 bucks a meter all in costs. So we're, we're already saving 50 bucks a meter. These okay. The, these are the really interesting things you learn a, 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 along the way. Now you're, you're moving into just a slightly different phase of your existence now, right? Obviously you've got to, a ton more money, 
so you're not cash constrained, but perhaps you know something that you would may may have been accused of early, earlier on as you're going through that kind of early exploration phase. Um, your fifty bucks is, is, as you say, nothing in all of this. What are the other kind of big moments you think when you look back at this year? I'm sort of doing an end of year summary here. When when you look back, and what can we expect to see in your Q4 when it comes out? I looking back at this year, it's been a great year. It's been a it's been a wild ride. Mm. Uh, you know, we kind of hit kind of hit our uh, snag on the way in the, in the beginning. We you know with the issues we had at, at Shadow, um, unfortunately. That is in the past. Yeah. Or fortunately, that's in the past. Unfortunately, it, it happened the way it did. Uh, we do think that it was just part of a larger movement. But it's uh, you know, we're still working with the with the community. They're still consulting with them and still trying to smooth things out. Uh, it took us a while to get exploring on Catharsis and Hook, just doing the groundwork. But we eventually got that done. We're happy with everything we've seen there. And obviously, with the drilling, we're very happy with everything that we got started on on with Hook. We were happy with the initial target area, Beckett. We did want to get to drilling catharsis this year, but Accio obviously took precedence. And coming up into Q4, we've just got news releases to come out. News releases, news releases, news releases. We've got results. We've got planning that we want to put out. It's uh, 2022 is going to be the big year for baseload. It's jam-packed with a lot of excitement. And, well, I think it is. I don't, when, you know, again, when companies come on here and say that, sometimes it's not backed up. But I think with the cash you've got, you're going to be able to, you've got options on the table for sure. Uh, James, I'm excited to see what you guys do. I think what you've done um, with, um, you know, on the on the ground um, at Accio is is solid. I'd like to see uh, if you can do if more of the same coming through from you. So, look, I appreciate your time today. Stay in touch with us. Um, can we expect to see any more? Is there any more outstanding drilling coming through? Because I know assays have been a big problem over there. Yeah, we're still waiting on full results from the remaining three holes at Accio. Right. And how many well meters is that for the, at Accio? We drilled about what sixteen, eighty meters, yeah, somewhere roughly around there. So we've still got another twelve hundred meters worth of. Whole geochem to come in. Got it. Okay. Uh, we do it. Yeah. Yeah. Should be good. Should be good. James, appreciate your time today, mate. Uh, we'll have a great Christmas if I don't speak to you before. Um, and we'll see you in the new year. Okay. Yep. Thanks, Matt. Take care.